This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Is Cleveland, Ohio the butthole of the world? Well, the mayor of Cleveland, Frank Jackson is the mayor of Cleveland, and he was doing a a public uh, uh, Zoom call the other day, and he mentioned that his own city is referred to often as the butthole of the world. And even though Cleveland is perceived to be the the butthole of the world sometime, right? <laughs> he wow. wasn't calling it the butthole of the world, but he was acknowledging that other people around the planet perceive Cleveland to be the butthole of the world, upsetting many people who live in Cleveland who, who kind of were like, yo, Mayor, what are you doing? Why are you bringing that up? Yeah, Don't I mean, I've heard... It. I've heard butthole of North America, but the world? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think he can spin this one. It wouldn't be too difficult. I, I, he could have just said that he meant it as a compliment. Cleveland is the butthole of the world. I mean, after all, buttholes like Cleveland serve an important purpose. <laughs> Depending what you're into, they may serve multiple purposes. <laughs> Like buttholes, Cleveland is a hidden treasure. <laughs> you may not realize uh, how much you enjoy it, but if you do a little searching, <laughs> take a trip. <laughs> you may really enjoy yourself. Uh, they're very flexible in Cleveland, mm. just like buttholes. Mm-hmm. And also, we we know that Cleveland is inclusive. And buttholes, inclusive as well. Everybody's got one. You know what they say, It's Jim. true. They're like opinions. opinions. <laughs> Everybody's got one. <laughs> so maybe calling Cleveland the butthole of the world isn't that big of a deal. And even though Cleveland is perceived to be the, the butthole of the world sometime, right? Now, I know we've got uh, Taz and Jim listeners uh, listening on the FM 96 signal in upstate Ohio all the way to Cleveland. We just got a text message from one of them. Yeah, LOL. I listen to FM 96 here in Cleveland, actually. I've heard it called the mistake on the lake before, but never the butthole of the world. <laughs> the mistake <laughs> on the lake. It sounds like a botched football game. <laughs> yeah. You know? And speaking of football, maybe part of the reason that Cleveland is known as the butthole of the world is because their football team is called the Browns. Oh, brilliant. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! The butthole of the world, right? Talking about uh, the frustration that some barbers, hairstylists, salons are feeling right now that uh, so many other businesses have been able to open back up, but uh, they haven't gotten the thumbs up from Doug Ford's uh, Ontario government to open their doors for business yet. Uh, maybe uh, they should get creative like a plastic surgeon in Miami has done. Plastic surgeon in Miami now offering drive-through Botox injections. Real, real quick. It's real convenient. It's like, you know, boom, boom, Botox. The areas that we inject Botox are the upper face, exactly the parts of the face that aren't covered by the limbs. There you go. You don't even have to take your mask <laughs> off. They'll get rid of your crow's feet, smooth out your forehead for you, Jim. 
Yeah, that is... You know what? I, I was saying that people are complaining about haircuts not being essential, and I'm sure Botox is even less essential, but it goes away, right? Like, you would need... like. Your real face is slowly getting revealed. If you've been getting Botox for years, <laughs> like, I'm sure there are people desperate for Botox right now. Get some Boom Boom Botox. That's a great name for That's what they should call the drive-thru. Boom Boom Botox. <laughs> Takes about five minutes to get your injections and costs around $600. Man. Good God. Well, you should have been plastic surgeons. 600 bucks. <laughs> Hold on. How long does Botox last? In general, Botox lasts three to four months. Some patients, it'll last longer, four to six months. Some patients, shorter, uh, possibly only two months. I, I wonder if it's like you build up an immunity to it. So the yeah. more you get, the the more you need sort of deal. You would, right? Because it's like it's venom, essentially, and your body does build Botulism. a resistance. Yeah. When you call it botulism, I need to go spend $600 to get botulism injected into my face. It really does lose a little bit of its appeal, doesn't it? Well, well in 100 years from now, we look back at this as a crazy, crazy thing that people used to do that we do, you know, we look back like a 1,000 years from now and say, I can't believe people thought that that was normal. Uh, it, it, this, it seems insane. You can't get, uh, I guess, if you if you keep the mask on, you can't get your collagen implants into your lips. <laughs> but maybe he has a dart gun or something where he can fire <laughs> fire the collagen from a hundred meters out just to maintain social distancing. <laughs> no, you can do the Canadian thing. You just put a needle on the end of a hockey stick, get her in there. <laughs> Boop. So, hairstylist, there's an option for you. Maybe if you, uh, if you guys and, and gals develop a drive-through <laughs> haircutting system, I'm, I'm picturing a car wash. You uh, maybe uh, need to be in a convertible, <laughs> roof down, sunroof, maybe drive-through. Yeah, and the clippers come out, then the scissors, and then they <laughs> blow you off at the end. <sighs> Could work. <laughs> George Floyd's story has been the story of black folks because ever since 401 years ago, the reason we could never be who we wanted and dreamed to be in is you kept your knee on our neck. It's time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knee off our necks. Here's Reverend Al Sharpton at George Floyd's memorial yesterday in Minneapolis. A uh, number of uh, names you'd recognize in attendance. You had um, Kevin Hart in the crowd. Uh, who else was there? T.I., Tyrese Gibson, Tiffany Haddish, Master P., Jesse Jackson was there, Martin Luther King III, um, Al Sharpton gave the eulogy. Now, for some of you rich Hollywood folk, Kevin Hart and Ludacris don't know what roaches are, but he talked about the roaches that he'd deal with growing up in Brownsville, New York, <laughs> and said, uh, pointed out Kevin Hart and the, uh, the celebrities there in the crowd, which gave a little bit of levity to the, uh, 
the proceedings, but uh, Sharpton also had a message for President Trump. He said, if he's watching, I'd like him to open that Bible and read this passage. To every season, there is a time. I'd like him to understand what time it is. It's time for dealing with accountability in the criminal justice system. There's a time and season for everything, and time is up, time is out. This is the time. Al Sharpton, also while talking to reporters outside of the service, commented uh, or made reference to Justin Trudeau, Jim. Yeah, he uh, obviously referenced the what some would call a gaffe by Trudeau, others calling it a very humble, powerful silence. But uh, he said something along the lines of, uh, and since you're from Canada, I won't have a 21-second gap before I say what I have to say, Trudeau. <laughs> It's uh, that's gone worldwide, huh? People people noticed that it took Justin Trudeau uh, over 21 seconds to answer when asked how he thinks Donald Trump is handling the the protests in the United States. Now uh, Trudeau's camp kind of alluding to he did it on purpose to to make a point, but uh, I'm not really buying it. Are you, Jim? No, this uh, this is one of these things where you see what you want to see. I think if you like the guy, you go, what a powerful, pregnant pause that, oh, my God. And then, you know, it, it, the guys who don't like him go, oh, this idiot, isn't he a drama teacher? Learn how to speak, you malfunctioning robot. That, that, that That's what you saw on Twitter, basically. Well, I'm, I don't dislike Trudeau, but when you're he, – he was, he was standing there for 21 seconds. He was like – um, ah. like it looked like he was trying to think of something to say. It, it, yeah, it didn't seem like he just he just stood there purposefully and let the twenty one seconds pass. I do dislike this dislike Trudeau, but I don't blame him for not just immediately saying something because you know whatever he says is going to be the headline. So to take your time in that moment. As, although it seems incredibly long, I don't blame him. And I'm also kind of surprised that Al Sharpton would take a shot at him because, again, I'm not a fan of that guy, but I have a feeling, you know, as far as all the world leaders, Trudeau is a super liberal guy, most likely on your side. You know, I don't think it's the right target. Protests will continue into the weekend once again in, in the U.S. and around the world. I know in London, Ontario, there's a protest in Victoria Park. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and uh, violence uh, keeps keeps popping up across uh, the United States. Did you see the video from Buffalo, New York, where an elderly man or an, a guy with white hair, tall guy, goes mm -hmm. up to uh, talk to the police officers who are in their full riot gear. Officer shoves him. He falls backwards, hits his head on the pavement, stops moving completely, and then you can slowly see a pool of blood forming under this Ugh. guy's head. I know it's it's a disturbing video, but uh, that was that was going viral yesterday evening, uh, last night. Uh, the officer involved in the incident has been suspended. Now people are mm. are calling for him to be fired. The crazy thing is, Buffalo police put out a statement saying that he was tripped or that he tripped. Uh, alluding to him tripping on his own without being pushed by a police officer. Uh, w without the video, 
yeah. you would just you just assume that was true, right? He, he was he tripped. Clearly, he didn't trip. He was pushed, and I, I don't believe the officer meant for him to fall backwards and crack his skull open. But that's what happened, and that's what happens when you use force. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird situation because the police are marching down the street side by side, and it's like a wave moving everybody off the street. So that's not what's are... happening here. Did you see the video? Yeah, yeah, that's what the, that's what I'm that's what, what exactly what it was. He was standing. The police were standing statically. There Am was I no talking, crowd like was the around guy with this the white guy. Hair, right? No, no, no. I'm white saying they hair, were like he's wearing a blue shirt. Yeah, yeah, and he felt like he was an old guy. Yeah, and it was like beside, it was like on the sidewalk or something. But there was, there was like a crowd around of, him. Am I crazy? Maybe I, maybe I was watching a different video. But there was people, like there was a group of police marching forward, was, and he was marching was towards a, them. There was po- a bunch of police there, yes, and the guy went up to the police to say something. Uh, some people have said he was trying to shake their hands. Who knows what he was trying to do? But he got mm-hmm. shoved by the police. He went down, cracked his skull open. And then the police continued uh, to walk. They started walking past him as he lay on the ground with a pool of blood forming under his head. It's a crazy yeah. video. It, it's it's odd that all the, the police fight, like where the police are attacking people, it's not any of the people who are being violent. The videos that I've seen anyway, it, it's like them running into crowds. Of, it, it, it seems It seems crazy that this is their strategy. You know that like the the whole reason this is happening is because excessive use of force, and then they're solving it with excessive uses of force. Right. What, what do you what do they think is going to happen? Well, who knows what's going to happen? But we do know protests planned uh, right across North America, around the world, into the weekend. And uh, our friends at Global News Radio keeping a very close eye on the situation. Our Prime Minister had his gaffe earlier this week with his 21 seconds of silence, got attention around the world. Uh, the Australian Prime Minister also had a bit of a gaffe the other day on, on live television. And this, I like this one because it has nothing to do with any of the chaos that's going on in the world right now. This is just some wholesome fun. Are you ready? Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, was outside doing a press conference on a new home-building initiative, and he got interrupted by a guy who lived in the house he was in front of. 10,000 Australians. Everyone get off the grass, please. Sure. Let's just move back from there. Hey, guys, I've just reseated that. Yeah, please, off the thing. Sorry, man. It's all good. Thanks. (laughs) Hey, can you get off my lawn, Prime Minister? (laughs) I... I just receded that. <laughs> Can't you see the sign? Oh, that's hilarious. You won't even like, I can understand the neighborhood kids on your lawn mussing it up, but the, you won't even let the prime minister stand on it for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> remember remember uh, that episode Susan, of The Simpsons? Gee, Susan, look out front. The prime minister's on the lawn. I just receded. 10,000 Australians. Everyone get off the grass, please. Sure. Let's just move back from there. Hey guys, I've just reseated that. Yeah, please. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, man. It's all good. Thanks. I love the episode of The Simpsons where they're like, "Hey, Miss," they go to Australia, and the prime minister's just sitting in an inner tube back in the lake, just like the casual <laughs> friend of everybody. I truly believe that's what Australia is like. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. It sounds like everyone's <laughs> pretty polite over there. You get us off the lawn, Mister Prime Minister, please. <laughs> We're still in a pandemic, but uh, more and more, uh, 
you're able to go out and do things, buy things. Uh, different businesses have been given the green light to open back up. One thing you still can't do is get a haircut. And in Toronto, there's a hairstylist who has started a petition saying that they should be allowed to reopen their barbershops and salons. Here's a global news story. Taz Hair here in Yorkville has been closed since March, like every other hair salon and barbershop in the province. Many other industries have slowly started reopening in recent weeks, but not hair salons, and that's irking some hairstylists. Norm Wright works at Taz Hair and has been in the industry for over 30 years. He launched a petition on Change.org this week, calling on the government to act. He says Ontario is the only province without an opening date. He insists with all the health and safety measures his salon has taken, along with others in the hair industry, they're ready to open now. We are taking steps that businesses that have been allowed to be open have not. And we don't feel we are take, being taken seriously. And if, if these family-owned businesses aren't taken seriously for much longer, they're going to close. Norm Wright from Taz Hair in <laughs> Toronto. Isn't it funny? <laughs> if you're new to the show and you don't know, I am probably the baldest guy in southern Ontario. The baldest. Completely bald. Yeah. I have no hair at all, so I'm, I'm constantly getting picture, uh, pictures sent to me from uh, listeners of the Taz hair salons that it's a chain that is across (laughs) the Taz and Jim listening area. (laughs) Taz hair. Norm Wright, the guy who started this petition, luscious, thick head of hair. Of Uh, course. Like a, like a uh, Liam Hemsworth Thor uh, mane that he's sporting. It's Fabio. Do you look as someone who still gets haircuts, Jim, do you look at the hair of the person who is giving you the haircut just to kind of to judge what their mm. style is like. Like a chubby chef. That means they yeah, know you food. You want to make sure they're, eat, they're eating their own food. Yeah. I get my hair cut by women generally, so it's not... They always have nice hair, usually. Women who work at hair, hair salons. Do, yeah. So... But he's got a point. I mean, you can get on an airplane that is full of people. Hundreds of people coughing and farting in a, a metal tube <laughs> yeah. flying through the sky, yet you still can't go and get your hair cut. And I'd imagine that hairstylists would be more than happy to wear gloves, to wear uh, masks, to put up barriers between them and their customers, whatever the government says they have to do so they can open back up and start making money again. Yeah, they got all that mystery blue liquid that I'm sure is the best disinfected in the world. It must be, right? <laughs> And if you yeah, can, if you it, can party, it just it just spray that comb the the blue comb liquid all over the uh, <laughs> the store every couple hours and you'll be fine. That yeah, you have to walk through everything. a gated spray system like when you go to a concert. It's like a cool down station. <laughs> yeah, they put some Barbasol misters. <laughs> yeah, it's kind the, of I find, uh, in the salons. You can you can also party with five people now. You can have gatherings of five plus people. Like one on one doesn't seem so bad. And I see a lot. Of, it makes me angry because I see a lot of people go, "What do you need your haircut for? You know, you're being so selfish." I mean, it's not just the haircut. It's these businesses and their livelihood. And you know, if it's a service that people want and it's going to keep a business afloat, I say go for it. Seems yeah. like a minimal risk. Well, we'll post the uh, global news story if you want to sign the petition on the Taz and Jim social media pages. 
uh, Taz Hair Company in Toronto wants to reopen. I'll be first in line to get my hair cut. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.